0: The Money Show. Small business. Pavlo Fatidis. Uh, Pablo is the chief cook and bottle washer at Auric Business Accelerator. I do love this idea that you want to talk about this evening in terms of brand. What is a brand? What builds a company brand? We hear so much nonsense spouted by people saying, Ooh, I'm a brand. Oh, I'm going to create a brand. Uh, what, who was it who said your brand is what other people say to you when you say about you when you're out of the room? That's your real brand. So let's talk about how you cultivate an environment where people think highly of you, Pavlo. Well, look. The first part to
1: starting a brand, Bruce, is you need to get a logo, and you need to get some
0: pretty pictures and a corporate identity. Now you've got and a name great. and you've got a pretty picture. Right. Mm. That's not a brand. That's and, a name and a picture. And you have a brand. <laughs> and 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 that's where it
1: begins and ends for most people. Um, and really, if you... And I'm sorry, Bruce, but I, I have to say this. If you listen to that first podcast, the first Genius Podcast, your interview with Robbie Brosnan was profound. And it was so beautifully done insofar as Robbie didn't speak about all the polite things around what went right and how Nando's as a brand has emerged, how it built, how it became what it is today. And we and spoke about this idea of having a real purpose behind why you do what you do. And purpose is essential. It is the ingredient of a brand in many ways that you want to then inculcate through your company. So it was it was so well put because it starts with you. It starts with your first engagements in the market, whether it be through a product or the customers you work with. And it's only when you first engage do you first do you start to learn truly about yourself as the leader in your own business in relation to what you're doing and who you're serving. So it starts really right from the beginning where you earn your first revenues.
0: And I'm. Uh, and, um, del- thank you for listening, by the way, and it's only dropped today and I'm delighted that you have. Not only does Robbie talk a lot about purpose, but uh, Fernanda talks about purpose and he talks about shared values. Um, And Thanks. throughout the podcast series, you will hear people talking about purpose and values a lot in a meaningful way, not in a, a, a sort of a... Uh, We need to fill in a form and put it into our ESG report. We'll talk about purpose and values and we'll claim to have them. Very few companies last very long, as you keep telling us. And the ones that do succeed have really dug very, very deep to understand who it is they are, what they do, why they do what they do, what the purpose of their existence is, and then are relentless in their pursuit of ensuring they never betray that view of them and that's how you get a brand otherwise you've just got a name with a pretty picture and a logo it's you know you don't have a brand you you've got a corporate identity
1: well very much so and in fact you know if if you listen to to the conversations both with with robbie and with fernando they are the same people today that they were when they started that company initially and that's why i think the next thing you have to do is once you've started to get some revenues going through your business bruce double down on the customers who come back for more and who you enjoy serving because Mm -hmm. if you don't create an affinity either through the product that you are selling or trading or, or, or building commerce around but most importantly the customers you want to serve it it's impossible to create something that's authentic that's real and that is relatable to you because in the very early stages you are the brand of your business the way you go about doing things, the way you engage with the market, the absolute pleasure that you receive when you serve, for example, meal number 100 across the counter and somebody smells the flavor of the food, sits down, eats the food, and they're delighted by that experience. If that doesn't turn you on, then you need to find immediately a different customer or a different product or a different business Because if that doesn't turn you on, the seed of what the brand is in the future is dead before it even emerges.
0: Now, that thing of identifying your customer and be very happy with your customer, you've always told us, don't spread your net too wide. Identify a customer and target that customer and and like-minded customers, and you will have yourself a good business if you get enough of those people coming in and um, buying from you, uh, whether it be your product or your service. When Nando's went into Washington, D.C., it was during the Trump era, and trump was massively divisive of course he um was incredibly and brittly and brutally dismissive of anybody who didn't represent his ideal of what an american should be um and so Nando's ran a campaign along the lines of we're a a, a a gay loving jew hiring muslim adopting uh, you know all sorts of terms of the most glorious wording and phrase to say we are fully inclusive if you buy into our values that we're putting there, please come inside. And if you can't deal with who we are, then please go somewhere else. And that's okay. We don't mind that you don't come in. In fact, we'd prefer it if you didn't, because you're not going to be happy here. And you're just going to ruin our cool atmosphere. So rather, you know, go somewhere else.
1: Well, you know, what's especially smart around that from a branding point of view is a brand is defined very often by who you say no to in relation to who you serve. Because yep. going back to what you said, Bruce, if you try and be everything to everyone, it means that you're going to develop a schizophrenia around your brand, your personality of the business, yourself. It creates confusion right across the board. And when you try and be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to anyone. The next thing that I really like about that example, because that's a great example, is when you have built a brand and you're confident and clear on your brand, then be bold about it. And the reason you have to be bold is because... It might be incorrect to stand up and almost throw mud in the face of the president of the United States with his enormous audience and massive influence. But in doing so, you shout out from the noise, you stand out from the crowd. And it is a very, very canny way to communicate what your values are, to communicate what you stand for and to get media attention around it, which is uh, the tension economy is where everything begins and ends, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, they weren't being disparaging towards Trump. They were they were capitalizing on a movement and a mood and an attitude that was pervasive in Washington politics at the time. And they said, we're different to what that thing is. We're not you know, criticizing. We are criticizing it. We are saying it's terrible because of what we are doing. But we're not vocalizing that. We are living a different we're crafting a different experience. And I think that is the thing that you do for your customer uh, and for your customer base when you craft for them an experience that they want and they relate to and, and you feel comfortable you know, dealing with those people because in as much as you want them to be happy to deal with you, you need to want to be able to deal with them too.
1: Well, here's the reality. If you don't create an affinity with them, if you don't create and communicate a set of values or a personality that they themselves can identify with, that is the purest definition of the initial trust needed for the first transaction in any business. If I don't believe you see here or understand me by definition, I don't believe that what you have to offer is relevant to me. And I don't believe even if you do have a product that I could use that I can trust you to fulfill your promise behind that product. And that languaging is really essential. So, if it's, if it's something that is counter the kinds of customers you want to serve, if it's counter you as a personality, uh, Bruce, it, it makes it a real grind to build something that's going to be truly authentic. And in fact, you're going to find yourself going into work day in and day out, um, simply doing it for the money. And doing it for the money never builds purpose. And if you don't have purpose behind you, you don't have the passion, and you don't have the fuel to withstand the multiple no's before you get to the many yeses that follow yeah. on over a period
0: of time. That is, uh, yeah, and, and, and it's, uh, a business built on values is likely to have a greater level of resilience in the face of. The, the hardships that are going to come, because there will be hardships. And again, it's not about you as the founder. I mean, you are the custodian of the brand. You hold it all together. You help define the brand via the pe- sort of people you hire, the sort of training you do, um, the, the experience that you craft for your customer. All of that becomes the brand experience. And uh, it's about ensuring that you've got the right people to deliver on that brand experience. Otherwise, again, you get trashed.
1: Yeah, completely. So here's the thing. If you think about, in effect, there were three people that are very influential around this next statement. The one was Frenchman, the second was um, a Swiss physicist, and the third was an Englishman. And the three of them, at different points in time, Descartes, Newton, and Bernoulli, came up with the formula of momentum. And they said momentum equals mass times velocity. And when you're building a brand, when you're building a company, you want to be pointing the personality of a company, the values of the company, the look and feel, the way you want people to experience a company in one direction only, because the many, many, many engagements that take place, whether it be with how you advertise your business, but most importantly, how you fulfill and deliver that service, You can curate and craft those experiences, Bruce, to be absolutely consistent and reliable and dependable so that they happen in lockstep, one after the next, after the next, after the next. And if you think about the hardest part of getting that right, it's about understanding the personality, the brand, the ethos, the essence of how you want people to experience your business and how you believe that experience will best reflect their values and their ability to have faith and confidence in you, it is, it is that essence that if you capture it, you must articulate it into the underlying business systems. And the reason I say that is because if the systems deliver it, it means immediately you can start to employ people with very similar values and you can employ them because if you know that you have these systems that those individuals would be responsible for managing, leading, running, delivering the brand experience, when you meet and recruit people, you can put 85% of your time in understanding their values rather than 85% of the time trying to understand whether they can functionally perform the job that you're looking to have hiring for.
0: Pablo fatidis as always, thank you very, very much indeed. Pablo fatidis at Auric Business Accelerator.